0: All right,
1: here we go. Chewy Salon Chair, uh, podcast number. Are we allowed to say 13? Oh, no. No, fuck, we're probably Hasn't in trouble been already. That many. Unlucky 13. Face uh, uh? So going, guys. Uh, with me tonight <laughs> uh, in the uh, salon chair, Chuck Salseth, one of our hockey firefighter, occasional bike rider friends, uh, with his new microphone is Brad Berge. Uh, and in a few seconds, Spinner's going to be calling in, but we're not going to wait for him. We're going to get started right away. Oh, yes, here we go. And we're off. Um, um, Chuck is, we decided to have Chuck come and sit down with us today. He's a retired firefighter of 30-ish years, 25 here in town. Forever. Yeah. I did not know until you you were at your retirement party that I met you like literally the first week you were here.
2: The first week uh, I showed up. In fact, uh, Rick Lovett's the one that hired me. And I think the first question I had to him, is there a men's league hockey team? And I was playing down with the Waterloo guys that you guys always play with. And, uh, and he pointed me in your direction, and I'd say you're one of the first guys I made contact with you, Keith Dickman, uh, Ron Vaughn, and uh, Jeff Lucy, and uh-huh. all of those guys way back in the day when we were, these probably our early, well, I was in my, what, mid-30s. And, and it's, it's, it's depressing
3: to say that's my younger days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we need to stroke Chewy's ego. <laughs>
1: Uh, no this is fine just continue on it's okay um and the reason we had him out here is because he retired and he's a retired firefighter and he's an okay hockey player but he's got (laughs) fucking hilarious hockey stories and fire station stories and before we actually started this we were debating well we i was asking so what actually can you tell us about because um the three of us play hockey together on sunday nights, and we go sit up at the pub and chuck starts telling stories about I don't know. Fire trucks going down the road sideways, and and uh, dead
2: people in apartment houses with kids playing on them. And great stories. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um Hang on just a sec.
0: I got a call. This is cool. Hello. Can you hear me? What's not on here? Um, I can hear
1: you in the background, but I'm not hearing you. Well, let me call you and see if it works that way. Hold on a sec, bud.
3: Technical difficulty. I think I did this last time too. I hope you're good at editing because um, you just fucked this. Oh, this all is up. not. This
1: is what Greg gets paid the big bucks for.
3: <laughs>
1: That's a, that should be
3: that spinner. Yeah. There Seeing this and Ron with the technology is absolutely <laughs> frightening. because
2: this I know, I know, and seeing it, you know, it's like seeing him play without a wood hockey stick. You know? yeah. let's uh, not push composite. it. Here.
3: Come on, it's not that bad. Yeah, if you had goalie skills going over on that mixing board, we'd all be fucked. <laughs> yeah, we, we we wouldn't have got this far into a podcast. None of these podcasts would ever have reached anything.
2: <laughs> we'd miss a few things. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Everything would go right between my legs. Sorry, Rod. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I
2: still
1: wouldn't hit it. I'm trying to call spinner, so let's just continue on and when he picks up we'll go with it. Um so anyway, back to what we're talking about. Um I don't know where you want to start. I, I like go ahead. You got something, Brad? With Chuck? Yeah. Oh god. I don't I don't I'm just trying to figure out how to get him going. Like like when we're at the club and we start telling stories, it's usually something that's happened, like The crazy little lady that came in and got the hots for him one time and and how he got his nickname of Big Daddy and that kind of stuff, you know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, I think that, you know, when I started playing with, with your group, you know, that was the, the group of guys and and the one guy that always stood out was, was Big Daddy, you know, and part of it is, you know, the, the big guy on the ice who's actually quite nimble. I'll give him that. Well, and uh, a shot that could you know, blow your oh, leg off. If <laughs> you, I I'm
1: the guy in the nets yeah. that put up with that. It's it's uh, it's it was um, uh, at times frightening. Oh, at least you, the only thing is, is you always had control of it. Oh, Let's put it, I'll give you that you. anyway.
2: Yeah. Yep. And I know. Uh, when back in 1999, I got hired in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I, I showed up there and. And uh, I remember pulling in the parking lot on my first day, and they, they're all bohemians down there, little short guys, you know, you know <laughs> tough as hell. And, and uh, so I, me and the guy from St. Cloud that got hired together, uh, Brian Giacchino, who's a uh, battalion chief down there to, to this day. Um, we step out of the car, and here's what the guy takes a draw on a cigarette. There's like a group of four of them out there. He goes, look at that big fucker. <laughs> that, that's the first thing I heard when I walked in. Walked
3: in. I think I said the same thing <laughs> when I stepped on the ice, and I'm like, who's the big fucking drink of water over here? But uh, the big daddy came much later, and I think uh,
2: we were uh – well, we were up at the sixty three Club having beers like we always do, and Jeff Jeff Drew my and he's, who's been driving me for years, you know. Said so Jeff and I, great guy by the way, <laughs> like, terrible hockey. Player. And like like I say, we've been together longer than two of my marriages. So uh. and, and and
1: sadly and sadly, we weren't able to get him to come. Home. Yeah,
2: is, he's a piece of work. That
3: guy's yeah
2: yeah he's, he's he's a great guy yeah he's nothing but pure entertainment going down the road uh and probably one of the best firefighters i've ever worked with yeah and, I
3: couldn't imagine working with a guy like him, yeah no, he's
2: the real deal yeah and uh um i was i was really lucky to have him as a, have somebody working for me and as a friend yeah and that absolutely. that was more important <laughs> and uh you know i and i really saw it uh you know we went into that uh structure fire with that lady in that uh Kid were killed, and yes. Jeff's the one that found both of them, Man. you know, and he's, it was just fire everywhere, and, and uh, you couldn't see nothing. And as a matter of fact, he's yelling, at me, hey, I got her, I got her, and I came over to help Jeff, you know, pull her to the window, and uh, I grabbed on the first thing I grabbed on and it was Jeff's arm. I started yanking on it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff says, let go of me. Grab her, grab her. <laughs> Hang on all. a sec.
1: Hang on a
0: sec.
2: <laughs>
0: Hello? Are you there? Jesse? This isn't working this
3: time. You should have tested this beforehand.
1: We've done it before.
3: I do it to what. you to fuck it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll take the blame for it. <laughs> I'll take the blame for it. That's always my fault. You would fuck up a cup of coffee. Continue on. I'll see what I can do here.
2: Yeah, getting, getting back to, to Jeff, you know, uh, that night at uh, we walked up after hockey. We were walking in together, visiting as we come up, and, and we walk in the front door of the 63 Club, and he puts his hand up and stops me right there. And he goes, you see that woman sitting at the bar? He goes, I've been in her apartment twice. <laughs> once she's having a seizure and once it was on fire. Jesus. <laughs> and I, I left one little part out. I, I should requote him. He put his hand up to my chest and said, see that woman sitting at the bar? She's a hooker. <laughs> and i've been in her apartment twice
3: wait a minute <laughs> and how you what was it? what was your natural response I'm like, like oh really was it work related <laughs> so anyways the the guys at the table
2: right next to the door i was to hear jeff say this and i'm laughing and and, and we're drinking our beers next thing you know the guy's got her tad and got her sitting at the table and they're all they're all chatting her up, and and she's enjoying the attention. And sure. and uh, I'm down two tables down, just staying away, just because Jeff told. It was, all I saw was trouble. Yeah, you know? sure. So next thing I know, you I heard hooker. Yeah. Next thing I know, I hear, uh, <laughs> I hear. I think it was uh, Wazala or Tad or one of the two. Goes, so look at all these nice guys here. He goes, if you wanted any one of them, which one would you want? And she stands up and points right at me. I want Big Daddy right <laughs> over there. <laughs> Did you oblige? No, no. no. Sorry, man. No.
0: <laughs>
1: but he's never lost that moniker, Jesse. Jesse, <laughs> but, are you there now?
2: I'm here. Yes. Oh, hey, there, there, he there he
3: is. There he is. You know, all right.
1: Yeah. So Jesse, uh, Chuck. You know, have you ever met have you Ever met Brad?
3: Um, it's not don't important. Know. I'm not
4: important. It's not a big deal. He's,
1: he does have. He does have a clunker. So we we slowly bring him in the group. All right. So anyway,
4: Chuck. Is well, this the guy that goes over the handlebars all the time? Yes. Yes. That's yes. me.
1: That's him. <laughs> I don't. I don't
3: ride often, but when I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Chuck, just so you know, Jesse and I. I think I'm pretty sure I've told you the story what, what, about how
4: his he... first name basis all of a sudden.
1: Oh shit! Because because <laughs> yeah, because, because certain people don't know you as Spinner. Sorry. What,
3: and why I gotta <laughs> know okay, go, why is he called Spinner? Okay, Ronald. Oh shit! <laughs> <Ouch. laughs> God.
1: Well, we gotta get Brandon Charles here too. Ten, we're ten minutes in, and are already vicious. That's not going to be a good night. I can tell you that right now. Um, so Spinner's a volunteer fire department in Decora. Yep. Um, so yep. I figured the two of you can start telling stories he's already told a couple but um well i was sticking around with the phone
2: when i was driving back and forth from uh, from cedar rapids to minneapolis as you know, my family was up there i drove through the car and i'm like i like this place this is where i want to work and i called up their city hall and goes yeah you got any fire you got full time fire department here and they're like no no we got all volunteer we don't have any career guys i'm like damn it because that, that's I, I love that town it's beautiful
4: well, there's, well, we do have a few. I mean, we have three. We have engineers, we call them, but there's three on call that are at the station all the time, you know, doing all the, the truck maintenance, and they take the calls and do the dispatch and stuff like that. So we do have now three spin, full
2: Now, Spinner, I'm probably dating myself because I probably made that call in like 1990 two or three if I'm not mistaken so Jeez. I don't know how far back your uh, full-timers go but
4: uh yeah I wasn't even born yet thank you for that no but yeah I wasn't in Decorah yet so I well, didn't get here I started college here in uh 99 oh that's how I came to town but I grew up near Albert Lee Glenville Minnesota. oh sure
2: sure yeah I just uh the uh yeah it was a beautiful town down there, and uh I thought if, if, if uh I liked Iowa and Cedar Rapids was nice but uh yeah I thought about making the change and Tried to drop my name, but it, it didn't go anywhere.
4: So, <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I lived in Cedar Rapids for a while too. But uh, yeah, no. Fired the city of five smells.
2: Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. The oh, Cedar Rapids. Yeah. The, the the I worked down at the central station down there. You could smell the crunchberries uh, mixing over at uh, Quaker Oats, or or they <laughs> yep. were forming. Uh, you heard the plastic smell from them forming. I think it was bathtubs or something at the plastic plant. And oh boy. Yep. And then they had yeah the the bean processing and and corn processing. All over, so that the town just yeah, there were smells all over the place. And the guy from Minneapolis, boy, I was out of my element, but uh,
4: yeah, yeah. Well, I lived on the, the north side and I worked at Aegon on the south side. Oh. so I used to I ride the bike trail through town and I got every one of those five smells every day, including <laughs> the uh, Mount Trashmore, yeah, is oh, the, yeah, dumped up in the middle of the town, Yep. yeah, the I, south side. I think but, yeah. they tried
2: to take they were talking about making that into a ski slope at one point, it, it was so big.
4: <laughs> no, I think leave, they're,
2: leave it to cedar rapids you know the city of five seasons so <laughs> e, bike trails on there now it's really it's silly, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys i'm talking this is exactly
1: why i wanted to make sure spinning was available because i knew it was going to turn into to turn into
3: that's the fireman show. talk yeah <laughs> you know it's funny because cedar rapids like brings back memories for me i mean i'm not a firefighter or anything cool like that but my grandparents lived outside of mount vernon so okay. in order in order to get there, we drove through CR, and oh, wow. it was always you know you guys say the five smells things. It brings back. Uh Brings back some pretty good memories driving through well, I was a, old uh, CR.
2: I was a new guy. I mean, I knew, I was, that was my first firefighting job down there. And I didn't know the town for everything. You know how confusing that town is? It's yeah. not laid out in grids or anything well, like that. It's a shithole. It all, it all goes off the river. <laughs> off the river. And oh, I was going to say there's a river that yeah, runs sure so through it. Yeah, so everything's based off of there. So, man, I had a hell of a time. And right down there, you once you got, uh, you got past probation, they'd have you drive right away. And holy shit, trying to be a, oh, I, wow. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. Thank God I had understanding guys that would watch out for me and help me, help me get where I needed to go. And,
4: and, and that was uh, before GPS and everything too, right?
2: Put it this way, Spinner. Um, the captain <laughs> had the only radio on the truck. All of us guys had no radios <laughs> whatsoever. So you better oh, stick close man. to the captain. And, oh, shit. You know, nowadays, yeah. everybody's got their own radio and, and all, all that good stuff. So.
3: Yeah, so I yeah. I don't mean to change gears here. Uh, the stories are great. I was kind of thinking firefighting stuff. And I I had read uh, one of your most recent articles. It's been—I don't know if you know—Chuck's gotten a lot of media attention with his retirement recently. Um, but one of the cool things that I read was or was kind of picking up on on the last article. I think it was in the post. Yeah. Um, was about you know the job and and some of the hazards of the job. And I think a lot of the firefighters you know pick up on it and. um I just always right away. I thought of a question, and I always think of you and and Jeff Drew, just being veteran firefighters. Like, what, what areas or what things would you do differently nowadays if you were having your knowledge nowadays?
2: Oh, it's it's changed. It's changed so much. I mean, I don't know if you know. uh, I'll just my background here. I had to retire because I got diagnosed with cancer. Yep. And cancer is really prevalent in the fire service. Right. And, you know, when you're young, you know, 35, <laughs> you know, late 20s, you know, like I was back down and you don't really think about it. And all of a sudden at the end of your career and you're looking at retiring and doing something and boom, something like this happened. But it's more common in the fire service than it is in, in some other Professions, but things have changed a as lot of far carcinogens. as carcinogens. Yeah, yep. yeah. The 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 way we're making things nowadays. You know, the old days everything was made out of wood and, and wood products, and now it's a lot of plastics, and that's sure. all. And spinner, you know about that. You know, I mean, they're, the fires are oh, just yeah. more toxic and more hot now, and they're right. faster burning and. And that type of thing, but uh, right,
4: yeah, the fuel's different for sure. Yeah, yeah. and it used to be the deal that guys used to take pride in being smoke eaters and stuff like that, and be like, you don't do that anymore. Well,
2: Especially, I just pulled out my Riverland training helmet, and that thing's black and melted, and I wore that with a thing of pride for a long time. And I'm lucky I don't got brain cancer for sure. You know, those are the hard things you clean up, but that's that's where we've gone from. We've gone from not cleaning our gear to now we have two sets of gear. And I don't know what you do down there in in Decora, but we have two sets of gear gear you go to a structure fire that gear comes off you it goes right into be cleaned in the in the laundry and you pull out your second set and go so they're trying to cut down the exposure to this stuff by sure by uh by by that other than What's more important is, or not more important, but the, the biggest change for me was is how we attacked fires. And I remember showing up, they, they would tell us to get inside, crawl underneath, the, not upset the smoke balance, crawl underneath the fire, underneath the smoke, get in until you get right to the seat of the fire, and then put a little water on it, and it would do it. But keep in mind that fire is growing, and half the time it's going across the top of the ceiling, it's ra- ra- radiating down. You'd crawl in, get a little ways, and realize you're burning, and you'd have to flow a little water. And uh, so we've gone from fighting fires like that where they're pushing you in without doing any type of water application, and, you know, that's what that's how they were training us, to now we'll mm-hmm. kick a door open. You see, if you're picking up heat, you give it a drink, cool the thing off, then press in, you know, and then you start feeling a little heat, cool it off with the line and move in. I'm not sure if that's how you guys are doing it down in Decorah, but uh, we've – you know, there's really no reason to be in the room where the fire is. It's a room away, you know. And right. let let the stream reach out to it and and do the work. You don't have to. You don't have to be in on top of it. I mean, I remember being in in fires, and you know. We'd crawl in. You went to, well, there's no reason to apply water, but they weren't that big. You just snuff them out with your hands rather than put water on it. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. But now. Well, I haven't no.
4: been in any of those, no. No.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, we're using ventilation now. We'll, we'll get a, a flow path through the house. I know Rochester's a big, uh, horizontal ventilation, uh, uh, department. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, uh, a lot of departments around here are vertical. They want to cut a hole in the roof. And the problem I have with it, you know, roof construction now is so lightweight that we don't have the time to be up there anymore. So we've Mm -hmm. gone into taking windows on the, you know, finding the fire, taking the fire room and pressurizing away from it so that you get an airflow going, taking the heat and the smoke out. And then then we, we, you know, progress in after we've got a ventilation plan established. So, you know, those are some of the big changes that we've done.
4: Well, I know. Like, so I was off for uh, like 10 years and I'm back on now. But uh, last night we did a fire drill. We got a great training center down here where we actually uh, took the uh, the cargo box, the semi trailer yep. cargo boxes. Yep. We stacked those three high and then there's two on the side to act as a garage. And, yep. um, the, we're big on now we are on isolation. So if we find a fire in a room, shut the door. And sure. So we do, um, you know, to, to lock it in because we've done. You know, we've had a full on fire with a, you know, a door going in between two cargo containers. You shut the door and that fire, you you can save minutes in the other room, wow. you know, and uh, we do that thing. If if there's somebody in the place, they're actually the guys are going in before the hose. So there's guys going in to rescue without a hose sure. so while the hose is getting hooked up and then. You know, come back out and then fight the fire. Make sure that we're looking for victims first. Well, eleven years on the
2: truck company—that's what Jeff and I did. We and and my firefighter. We had no hose line. We were we would we would advance in and and go in and try to find people. That, that's that's what our job was on the on the aerial truck. And the engines would do fire attack, yeah. but we were doing we were doing rescue. But we didn't have a hand line or anything like that. It was. it do was, You have a can. Uh, no, uh, we we never bring a can. We just bring some tools with us, basically. And, oh, really? Uh, and yeah. I know, I know. Now they're getting to the point where we're carrying the water cans and that type of thing. But uh, it wasn't a big thing when when I was uh, when I was developing my skills. I guess the water can wasn't a, a as a uh, something that we we really generally pulled out unless it was an overhaul. But now I know now on the truck we converted over to uh, pressurized water cans. Basically, it's a water can with uh, air pressure force it out so you can go in and you can fight a lot of fire with that. And that's only <laughs> what what is that? What is spinner? What three gallons or something like that? Or
4: something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's not like it's a bigger than a fire extinguisher, but it's yeah. not as big as a five gallon bucket. So you can still move it around. Right. And if you need to drop it, you can. But yeah. 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 And this yeah, overhaul. I bet a lot of people don't know what overhaul is, but that's after the fire is typically out, or we think it's out. You go in and you tear the walls and then insulation to make sure there's no fire burning are no hot spots still in there right that's the same right exactly
2: but incidentally and that's where we generally drop our guard we'll be in there that smoldering stuff that's the worst sure. but yeah. you're hot tired so you pull your face piece off you just start breathing that stuff in and yeah. uh, and well, that's where we can't we can't be doing that anymore
4: so yeah well, like you said that that's uh, the worst thing today is that yeah that plastic all your furniture like your flooring you know the laminate floor that you have everything yeah. in the house paint is even you know anything that burns when it gets that hot the yeah. blind those are windows or vinyl and then uh most of the we've had a few you know uh victims down here didn't make it out and the figures that most of it is the gases that they breathe oh yeah in yeah the, instead of, you know, nobody ever dies of being burnt it was it was the toxic fumes of the smoke yeah wow. so you have been burning a fire
2: i haven't no nope. i i my very first fire here in rochester okay and our training was so good it was so fantastic it's basically you you showed up at uh at uh city hall they'd say go out to station four and, and uh you're going to train with them and we'd show up at station four they'd say who the hell are you we're, we're the new rookies he goes and they, oh. all they want to do is have coffee and visit and like have breakfast
3: up, it's like showing up to sunday night hockey it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: so so they will go back and read your book and then about 11 o'clock they decide to come out and granted lunch started at eleven thirty, so you didn't get much time I all mean, right uh-huh. but it, the the and the bottom line was back in the day, and it's changed immensely. We have a rookie academy now that is, is fantastic. So, but back in the day, it was not the best. So I, in the, the eight weeks that I was in my, our training academy, I had my SCBA on once. And when I was in Cedar Rapids, I operated an MSA SCBA. And here we use Scott's, which is just a different kind, you know. Um, yeah. But I only used it once. The, that day I came out, they all were going to get their EMT training. I already had my EMT, and so I had to stay back with the engine and the captain and the driver, and he said, uh, yeah, you're on the engine today, and uh, you won't normally be, they put the new guys over on the truck, you know, as support, but uh, we're going to use you on the engine today while they're in class. Well, lo and behold, we get a structure fire at 10 o'clock, and we go wheeling down there, and I'm sitting in the back riding backwards, and in the old auto car Pope they called it because it looked like <laughs> a big box with windows on it. And, um I'm sitting there trying to figure out how to get my Scott SCBA on and operational. And, and I, I get the face piece on and, and I'm just so worried. I go, uh, I yell up to the cab. I go, we're going to be first in. He goes, no, engine two should be in. And, and I'm like, oh, good. You know, that get, buys me a little time because we're, I don't have to worry about pulling a line and, and, and you know initiating an attack well mm-hmm. and then the next statement i hear out where the hell is engine two going they turned the wrong way and took <laughs> off so that we're first in so we pull up in this garage the garage the aluminum garage door is like melting off the thing so i pull oh, the line they charge it and the captain's making his report i take my boot and i i fold the garage door and i'm going to stick the nozzle in you know through the crack in the door just give it a drink and slow it down and the cap says come with me and he, he goes i and uh and he goes, follow me. So we go around the side of the garage, and there's a window there, and the fire's jetting out like eight feet. I mean, that's how much fire – I mean, there was no sheetrock in there. So it was just all totally involved, and not into the house because it was a attached garage at the time. Oh, wow. You know, so we duck under the fire, drag the hose line around, and we get to the back entry door. And he goes, here's where we're going to make our attack. And I said, okay. And, uh, and I, I get down at the door, I give it a drink, and I press in, and all of a sudden my face just starts burning – well, my face piece was on, but my flash hood, I, I didn't have it all the way up onto the face piece. So my, my cheeks were showing in there. Ugh. And uh, so I stop and I'm like, shit, I'm burning. And I, I start to back up and, and the captain at the time was Mike Tugid starts pushing on me. And, and this guy, I, you know, I'm a, I'm six foot four and, and Mike Tugid was, I swear, five, three at the best on his good day, <laughs> you know. And so he starts pushing me in. Like, like, get in there. And I turn around, and and granted, Your I was a little saltier. <laughs> yeah, I was a little saltier from being in Cedar Rapids. I turn around and go, quit fucking pushing me. And he goes, well, get in there. And I go, I'm burning, for God's sakes. And uh, he goes, oh, oh, okay. So we back out, and I I, I fix my face piece. And I go, you ready? He goes, yeah. And we go back in, and we knock the fire down. We get the fire knocked down, and, and it, now it's going into overhaul. We step back out in the backyard. I take my face piece off, and I go, what the hell are you pushing me for? And he goes, well, you're the new guy. I didn't want you to fail on your first fire. I wanted you to make the fire attack. I go, but I was burning, and I had a big blister running right down the side of my cheek. And he goes, oh, yeah. He yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, he goes, look at my ear, and his ear was all blistered up. He burned too. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, from that day forward, you know, I was the brand new From that day forward, I was his firefighter. Nice. Yeah. And, oh, okay. And they always joked that, you know, Mike never took any heat because he'd tuck in underneath my air pack. And well, no shit.
3: Follow <laughs> well, behind Jesus. me. Cast a shadow there. huh? Six well, foot four, big daddy. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, a big, big daddy, deal. big daddy. And then oh, Jeff is the same <laughs> way. Drew is like five, two,
3: yeah. one, sixteen. Oh, he's, t- he's
2: taller than that. but uh, next to you he's right. not.
3: <laughs> but, Everybody's five, three next to Chuck. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah that yeah.
2: that big daddy thing was funny. You know, did you hear that story spinner yet? No. Well, nice. we are walking the 60, my driver, I mean he drove me for years. In fact, I grew up in St. Louis Park and he grew up in Minneapolis. I bet you uh, we were and we're the same age. I bet you we might have played hockey against each other up in the cities as kids in the in the in the public
3: league. Oh, okay. probably yeah. Or, or they, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. but uh, back in like 19 fucking 40. We're talking <laughs>
2: 1973. It's so nice to that out there
1: cuz everybody pulls that. Fucking shit on me. Now you got it. It's yeah.
2: awesome. So but, but then we spent we go walking in the front door and he sticks his hand up and he goes he goes, see that woman sitting at the bar? She's a hooker, and I've been in her apartment twice. And I'm like, what? We're like, whoa. <laughs> and, and he goes, once once she was having a seizure, and once it was on fire. We're like, and, yeah,
3: seizure. Okay, yeah. Drew. So,
2: but, <laughs> uh, but the guys heard it at the table, and and uh, so we go around, and we're having beers. I'm at the other end because I want nothing to do with it, and never, it never fails. A bunch of the hockey guys get her over at the table chatting her up at the other end. And and uh, <laughs> I'm having my beer talking hockey, I'm sure, and all business with the. I guess, you know, no jokes or nothing, but, uh, next thing I know, I hear, uh, I hear one of the guys, I think it was Warzala, goes, Oh yeah. so look at all these guys here. Which one do you want? She jumps right up and points right at me. I want Big Daddy right over there. And I'm like, holy
3: shit. Nickname initiate. <laughs> yeah, and then yep.
2: the next week, I didn't think anything of it, but I, I pick up the puck in the corner of Graham 1, I come all the way across, scoot across the bench, and there goes Warzala, goes, go Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll stop me in my tracks.
1: Well, and, and now Spinner wants to come to Rochester to be a fireman. Yes, he does.
4: <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> actually we got a guy we got a wrestler up there that's trying to get on i can't remember if he's in rochester or uh minneapolis no they're,
1: well they're living oh,
4: at, oh yeah you, you met him he, yeah. he was at bartending at night yeah he was,
1: he was bartending at your place but now he's he lives in rochester because his girlfriend or somebody is is at mail yeah and, and i think i think he got on at the fire department up in minneapolis i'm not sure which oh, one okay. i know i think i kind of want to think he's in minneapolis so right. it would be with some of the guys we played hockey with
3: right
4: well, I think, oh yeah, up in, yeah. I think he injured his knee or something, so I think he was maybe that got pulled on hold for a little bit. But um, well, we've got visitors.
1: Yeah, he's no, oh we, boy, here we go. Look at this we we've never had this before. We actually have an audience.
3: Yeah, that's crazy. And it she's
1: is, got and she's got a bushel Jesus.
3: basket of vodka. Oh my <laughs> God, that is a isn't gallon. That, that is a gallon of Costco vodka. Well, that's good oh, stuff, you, isn't it?
2: It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, I even. I even brought that for you.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, Spinner, we we were even talking about you last night at hockey because you know when I was down in Cedar Rapids, it was all wrestling, and uh, I I remember uh, being in there. They'd ask me what sport I played. They always thought I played basketball. I said, "No, I played hockey," and they didn't have any hockey down there. But uh, the one the one little Bohemian guy looks at me and goes, "You must have sucked." <laughs> and I'm like, Why would you say that? Because he goes because you got all your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> on, Boy,
3: isn't he a strong <laughs> yeah, character? I, I couldn't, argue. Up.
2: couldn't yeah. argue with that. Yeah. But that was the biggest argument. Who's tougher, the hockey players or the wrestlers?
3: Yeah. Well, Spinner, if you ever needed like a you know a little love from a male guy, you know Ron's definitely going to be your guy because he's up here talking Spinner all the time. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's true. I haven't even met you. I'm trying, it was uh, yeah, because I used to work at Mayo, and Ron told you how I got kicked out of the house, right? And I, he the did, he did. Everybody's heard that yeah, story a hundred times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ron, I Ron, about trying it a few times. I don't know if I'm coordinate, coordinated enough to skate, but <laughs>
3: well, we can figure it out. But,
4: but they'd always get into me. You know, they'd
2: give me shit about you know being a hockey player and why would I do that? Why don't you do a real man sport like wrestling? Oh boy.
3: So well, that's an Iowa. You, thing, you know. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's wrestling and football. Oh yeah, they're all beasts down there too. Oh yeah. You know, I don't. I know where minnesota
2: fed. gets all the wrestlers but uh, you know they probably
3: move they're the sucky yeah. ones from iowa
2: yeah probably but uh, <laughs> they, yep. I, I get just tons of shit from them guys and i finally figured out my best recourse was is, you know i'm pretty sure in hockey i never had to smell a man's crotch before <laughs> and that, that, that would end it, it, the conversation right there, right then and there <laughs>
4: oh that's funny <laughs> well, it it's, I'm here talking to. that could make it worse but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah spinner were you a wrestler yeah.
1: yeah. You, you don't know All that. Right. You, oh, you don't know. that? Yeah, he's, he's like well-known national champion.
4: Really? Yeah. 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 Back I in the day. I 20 years.
3: <laughs> I mean, well, that's awesome. I haven't met Spinner yet, but uh, Ron does enough stroking off of uh, Spinner that I feel like oh I'm, my God. I'm partially attracted to you.
4: I'm sure it's all justified. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: no, but I remember, uh, well, we we had a few national tournaments when they came to Iowa. The last one uh, was in Waterloo, and actually, it was in the hockey rink in Waterloo. Oh, yeah. hockey rink. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called, but, uh, yeah, but they put the mats on the ice because it, it was, the hockey season was still going on, so they put plywood down, and then they put the mats down. Oh, no. Mats, no. They were so fucking in, cold. In Otana, oh, oh,
3: In Ottawa, <laughs> right?
4: No, I'm talking about Waterloo, Iowa. Oh, Waterloo,
3: Owatonna is the same thing. Yeah, that's an Owatonna thing. Well, the
4: they, Owatonna Open, yeah. That's yeah, they, they shut the, the they shut the hockey ring
1: down and they they rustle on top of it.
4: Yeah, it's like 16 mats or something. It's huge, but yeah, I think they they leave the ice, they leave the ice underneath and they have like something that they put over the top and then they put the mats on there. But yeah, I remember yeah. I got out of the Navy
2: in uh, '89 and I I was I I was going to school at Norman, They Had a club team, so we went. I, I joined the club team and I was going to see some real hockey and boy, did I ever, um, so <laughs> I remember, I think it was, it was Gustavus or St. Cloud. We went and played like their JV guy and every guy was as big as me. And you know, on mm-hmm. ice, I'm probably with skates on, I'm pushing almost seven feet. Yep. You know, seven or, foot four or six, six, eight, nine or
3: whatever. 10 foot long. But, stick. Uh,
2: I, I, so I'm third line forward, believe it or not. And, uh, uh, and uh, all of a sudden, the guys come off the bench. They're getting their asses kicked because every one of those guys is big as me and can can skate faster than me and uh, can stick handle better than. And they're as big as me. And and uh, so my guy comes off the ice and screens wing, and I hop off, and the puck comes to my into my skates. So I, I catch it in my skate. I'm going to kick it forward, and I just get freight trained by some dude come up. I mean, full speed. I mean, my shit was everywhere. And my and the Yard. And tail. It, yeah, and as a matter of fact, he <laughs> broke my shoulder, and I didn't know it at the time. But I I fought that for for years. I hit the ice so hard, but I stood up and I went WANG and I went right back on the bench. <laughs>
1: um since you're telling hockey stories, you want to tell you about your junior tryouts?
2: Oh, yeah. This is Oh, good. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, right out right out of high school, you know, dad's like, What are you gonna do? And I wasn't sure what I wanted to go to school for and you know, I wasn't like you know, I played in a good you know, the old Lake South up there. I saw a lot of good hockey players and I was probably mediocre at the best and I think uh uh, Sean Podine put it the best. He used to coach up there. That's where that's where even the mediocre get to play varsity, you know, in the in in that town. And you know, and the, I, I guess it's, you know, that's a hard hard truth. But in the day, I mean, we were playing against Edina and Jefferson and all of that. So you know, I kind of thought I was something. So I was gonna I was gonna try out and and uh, and go play hockey someplace. Well, so, you know, no colleges calling. So I know the Temco Junior Stars were playing over in Golden Valley. So I went over there in the spring and met up with the guy. And the guy had a I mean, it was just like right out of the movies. He had an afro. He was a white guy with an afro like I've never seen. Like the guy that does the painting. What's that guy's name?
4: Bob Ross. Bob, Bob Ross. It was, it was
2: the Bob Spinner Ross of Hockey. Clutch. I mean, he had a fro- – <laughs> uh, it was just impressive. And he played without a helmet, or, you know, no mask. And here I show up. I got my cage on right out of high school. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you, you play or, You know, play here all summer, and then we'll have tryouts in the, tryouts in the fall. <laughs> and uh and lo and behold, you know over i'm playing having fun playing hockey with those guys I mean it's you know they' it's just a bunch of adult guys playing hockey, and then all of a sudden, these guys start showing up you know that look a little tougher, you know that they look probably been in the league, so they show up in like August to skate a couple times before they go to trouts in September, the guys so,
3: that show up and like Chains on their knuckles, punching trees and I,
2: shit. But this one guy, this Warming one guy up, shows
3: up. Slap shot all over again. Yeah,
2: right. It, it, it was basically like that. But there was one guy shows up, and this guy yeah. is bigger than me. I mean, I have never seen anybody so big. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> yeah, you went <would, laughs> Yeah, but uh and I was like, well, okay, and he's quiet or whatever and so we we I I think I skate once with him before tryouts. So we go to tryouts over at uh, the Bloomington Ice Gardens and he blows the whistle, the guy with the big afro, and uh, we all get to the middle and he goes, "All right, inner squad scrimmage. Anybody backs down from a fight, you're out of here." And I'm like, you know, right out of high school, you oh, know, fight. And I'm like, fight? What? Did I hear that right? And I look around <laughs> to everybody else, and they're all, they're all off, and you know, getting ready to play and fight or whatever they're going to do. And I'm, you know, I'm 18, you know. And uh, sure enough, this guy they called Kong, um, and he was, <laughs> yep, he was it. six eight, <laughs> six nine. But anyways, um, he was playing forward. I was playing defense. So I mixed it up with him in the front of the net, and I remember my face mask was hitting him right in the, right in the chest, right, right in the Holy chest. Holy shit. That's how Jesus. big this guy was. So I'm shoving him and I'm shoving him, you know, the passes were coming. I'm trying to tie him up, and he's just basically kind of like shoving me off, you know, just. You know, just keep me at bay. Then all of a sudden, I see this pass coming. He's going to try to do a one timer, so I go and try to scoop his stick, and I miss, and I hit him right across the face. Oh, and I to this day I can still see him. He, he he just pauses and he looks down at me, all right, and and punches down right into my forehead. I mean, not punch across, but punch down, and I just buckle down to the down to the ice. And I, you know, you know me Ron, I hit the guy across the face. Like, well, I guess I. I guess I deserve that. Well, that's not how you play junior pro right. hockey. They wanted me to. They wanted me to go toe to toe with Kong and see what I had. And you know, I, I'm a fighter, or I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. You know, I'm not. That's, nah, you know.
1: But uh, it's my experience. Look, look at how many marriages he's had. Obviously, he yeah, is. Oh,
2: yeah. he's good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I got something going on. So... <laughs>
2: I can't turn it off. That's what I tell Mary. She loves to hear that one.
3: You must pay Mary well. <laughs> oh,
2: but man, yeah, that was the end of my hockey, my my, you know, college hockey. You know, any thought of doing anything in uh, in the post high school days. But man, that guy, he punched down on me, and I've never, I, I never, I'm usually it's unusual to look somebody in the eye, but this guy, I sort of got, I had to look up to him. It was the biggest dude I've ever seen. What what
1: league was this?
2: It was the junior. The juniors up there in the cities, the they, the junior stars they call themselves. Jun- okay.
1: So that, that was was that just the regular old uh, Minnesota Junior? It I think been- it,
2: well, I think it was, and I think the league yeah. folded. I want to say a couple years later. I mean, it it went. It turned
3: out being something else after yeah. after that. Oh, well, that well, was a at those...
1: senior. That was at senior A league.
3: Well, that's how a lot of those like, junior there was full programs. check and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh, that's yeah. how a lot of those junior programs started. Was, it was right. Like they just take a bunch of goons and. Uh, <laughs> Sell tickets. <laughs> you know, oh, the, oh the house, yeah. They'd pack the house because guys like Kong yeah. are punching six foot Ford. Big daddies know, in the forehead. I
2: don't even know why we played <laughs> hockey. They should have just picked up, picked off our opponent, and just spread us out around the boards and say the last man standing is gets the or the uh, out of the two I, of you, know, I, whoever's left standing gets I, to stay.
1: <laughs> I have heard rumors of like literally they bring in a line of guys just to fight, and they don't. Make, they're never going to make the team. They're just there to fight the new guys coming in, and then they <laughs> they move on to the next round to go kick the shit out of somebody else. It's like
3: boxing. What do they call it? Like tune-up <laughs> fights or whatever. Like, yep, you're never going to go anywhere. Yeah. But we need you to get your face punched in or beat this guy up so we don't sign him. How about that? We'll sell fifty more tickets that way. So, how did that transition into firefighting?
2: Well, I uh, I left there and I saw that my <laughs> hockey prospects were probably pretty limited, and uh, I went and joined the Navy. And ah. uh, I went through boot camp, got assigned to the USS Carl Vinson, and uh, met him out in the Indian Ocean. Got to go to Australia and, and a couple, you know, uh, Hawaii and the uh, Philippines. And we came back to California, and they said, "Well, you got You're going to be in the repair locker, so you got to go to firefighting school." They sent mm. us over to Treasure Island, and now it's all abandoned. I mean, they're sure. not abandoned. It's all—it's not even navy anymore because uh, you know they've they've downsized quite a bit. But uh, I remember my first my first firefighting experience was that we had the old OBA's on, which had lungs on the side that rubber lungs that that inflated. And they would, it was a rebreather. So you had a, this canister you put up oh. in the middle, and you pulled a cord, and there was a little flame that went up there, and that flame interacted with a chemical that made oxygen and gave you something to breathe. It was hot, but you, you, you could breathe in there. Wow. But Holy it would last shit. like an, over an hour. That you sounds know?
3: like a terrible fucking idea.
2: Yeah. 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 And, and not to mention, if they got wet, they'd explode. So they're oh. like, don't, don't <laughs> get wet. Well, oh, oh, I got a hand in my And I'm
1: in the Navy. Yeah, I'm on right. a
2: ship. Possibly water
5: around here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What so, could go wrong?
2: So they take us down and they're going to do an engine room fire. So we're all lined up there and and you know all teenagers. And I got my World War II battle helmet on. We don't even have turnout gear. We, you just button up your top collar of your button up shirt and and you're going to go in there and fight fire. And uh, and uh, well, they load that thing up with I don't know how many gallons of uh, diesel fuel and gasoline. You know for a for a boiler room fire and uh, and it's got grating over the top of it and we got to go in and push the fire into the corner and snuff it out but they have ventilation so that all the smoke gets sucked out so you basically you can teach and fight fire in there well they shut all the ventilation off for the first one and you know what's like with in a confined space man you can imagine they got the keros- or the diesel fuel down there but they pour in like uh, a quarter of that liquid mixture is gasoline so you can imagine the fumes that are in there oh man
4: oh man well
2: they lit that thing off and it went boom and the fire jetted out right over our heads we all dropped our shit and took off running and and then those guys you know the the salty veterans out there were screaming at us get back on the hand lines and and they put us back in you know in our teams and in we went but we had every one of us dropped our shit and ran
3: yeah (laughs) Hey Spinner, so what uh I mean you got like some cool like uh navy story like that. What got you into firefighting?
4: Uh no navy stories. I guess I was just uh how did I I didn't even know how I did get on, actually. No, I think I was just <laughs> oh yeah. No, I was just uh at, at the bar and at this party and uh, dancing with the fun chick and it turned out to be the chief's wife. <laughs> so wow. <laughs> And he's like, well, okay, uh, Tell you want there. to join the department? And I'm like, uh, sure. I mean,
3: did you have a choice at that point?
4: <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, son. you call him, he, call him uh, Chief Big Nuts. This, uh, <laughs> well, Chief yeah. down here. He's a uh, full-time job. He's actually a flight medic for uh, Gunderson. Wow. So, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So that's his full-time role. But, uh, but no, I just uh, had nothing to do. I had other things to do, but it just seemed cool. I remember the first time driving uh, a fully loaded ladder truck. I mean, do you guys have full-time drivers up there? Or is that we, any, yeah, we, yes,
2: we have promote, we had promoted drivers. And I I keep talking about my driver Jeff. And yeah, yeah that's how I talk. That, that's my driver. Yeah. And he drove okay. me unless he was on vacation or sick, he drove me for like I want to say close to 10 11 years that's if I'm not crazy. mistaken. That's that's almost half my career, yeah. you know. Okay.
4: Yeah, we got um yeah, so not everybody, everybody does everything down here. Yeah. That's the thing. Now the engineers a lot of times will do the trucks and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah I know. Well, we have, you know, our firefighter ball down here where. I guess this is the funniest story, but we're just, we're at the bar and we all have like our full uniform with our, you know, badge on our hat and, and the nice coat. Oh,
2: just know. like Chicago.
4: You guys are cool. We, we weren't <laughs> we got, allowed to do well, anything. we that. got it for parades and stuff like that,
2: yeah. <laughs> what is this, a TV
1: yeah. show? Well, there's a parade in Decor every other weekend, whether it's stock cars yeah, or tractors or whatever. No. The firefighters are always in a parade. <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, we do all the thing and like we help out, the you know, sheriff's department, the police department. Sure. When, sure. Uh, you know, the presidential candidates came down here and spoke, we get... They had like picked like three different routes, oh, and God. there's not enough for you know potential routes. I'm gonna say so there's not enough for everybody for the police and sheriff to cover it. So the fire department helps out there too. So we get along great with everybody down here. And when you uh, say
2: pre- I got to pause you because I got a story because I was down there when President Clinton came down to Cedar Rapids, Iowa to visit the Czech Museum, and he was going right by Pennock and Ford, the chemical yeah. com- company in Cedar Rapids. I don't know if you remember that one, but that that plant had been leveled like four times in its existence in all in its processing. Blew up. It, it it just blew up. They things went bad. And it just it, it, yep. it just blew. I was old. It was an old plant. I always dreaded going to fire calls there because you'd walk in with the plant manager. There'd be steam and stuff going. You go. You go. Is that normal? And go. Yeah, yeah. That's normal. Go, oh, thank God. And you know. Is that normal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep go. We yeah. don't know about that. Yeah, one, yeah, I mean. yeah There's. But it, but anyway. So me and uh, this captain get assigned to go down there. We're on the hazmat team and we got to watch the ethylene oxide tank. Well, the ethylene oxide tank was as big as a rail car and uh, it's very very toxic and very explosive. So we're supposed to go look for sweep it, look for bombs and make sure nobody messes with the, this thing. Yeah. Cause the president's yeah. going to drive right on by and, yeah, yeah. uh, I go, uh, uh, so if we go down there, we're walking around on this thing, waiting for the president to drive by, and we walk up top, and here's this toolbox sitting there, and us two idiots up there. We don't know anything about bombs, and we're, like, looking at each other. Should, should we call them and have them come out? And we're like, well, and then he remembered, I think he grabbed a stick or something and flipped the lid over with <laughs> some stupid tool in there. But, you know, we were thinking it was, it was, uh, was going to be some big bomb on this thing. But the funniest thing was we had this van. It was the command van, and they had this magnetic board on it, and I got in trouble afterwards because— because I didn't do it when Bill went by, but when I got in the van to drive back, I, would, I, I arranged all the uh, the the par tags and the truck things that said, hi, Bill, on there. And they thought that I held <laughs> up that hi, Bill sign when I went by. And, oh, God, the Chiefs just went ape shit over that.
4: <laughs> we had one of those things, too. When, uh, when they came here, we had to put – we parked their whatever super special – Suburban in the fire station, I had antennas all over. Oh yeah, and yep. we had, yep. we had FBI and stuff all over town, and yep. you know some of the engineers were like, hey, that's a cool truck. What's in there? Like, don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's yep, like don't know. But yeah, when they came through, like we had to. That was. uh Toppling Goliath had just started. Uh-huh. You guys know Toppling Goliath Brewery.
2: We're drinking Toppling Goliath beer right now, and I was, was there else? last
5: weekend, and I got a Toppling Goliath ball
2: cap. Yeah, he's got a pretty yep. sweet mm-hmm. lid that he scored. Yeah, No he, he's oh, got somebody. Now
1: he's got somebody to go visit when I'm not down there. He's going to come see you instead. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's one of my favorite yeah. breweries. I love that place. This was before the brewery was even there. So this was what's the tap house or Dixie's now. Okay. And that's where I got assigned to be there because it's one of the first routes where they come into town that um, I had to block the driveway and make sure between like 4 and 6 p.m. nobody came or went out of this one driveway. So I could stand there in my uniform and everybody's like, hey, man, you need a beer? I'm like, nobody's ever offered me so many free beers. They <laughs> can't fucking drink them. Nope. Nope. No. Yeah, but the other no the other thing we uh when we have a firefighters ball we have a big fundraiser down here. And uh, you know everybody likes to party, and then we party and wear our uniforms and party, and we always call for mutual aid. So we got Cresco and walk on there 20 miles yep. you know, on either side yep. of us. So you know we're like we're gonna be hammered tonight. So if this shit goes down, you guys come over here. You know and I, we're all at the bar. I and, remember.
2: Uh, I remember one time I, I was a battalion chief here in Cedar in in town, and we had a big fire break and it was one of our guys was going to Iraq, so everybody ooh. was over at his house partying. So we paid – I needed help. I mean it was like a big. 26 plex and it was all on fire. Oh, so we had everything we're calling so I'm trying to call people and nobody's picking up the phone. And I or nobody's calling in and finally one of our guys calls in and goes, "Hey, I'm I'm over here at Mike's. Uh, I've had I've had one beer, I could probably be okay to come in. I go,
4: put a breathman in and get your ass in here. It's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's here, it's like everybody's volunteer. It, it, I mean and we live in Iowa, so yep. I mean it's like if if you could never show up to a call after a beer, nobody would ever be on a fire. I mean, I it's know. not gonna be the official stance, but I mean, yeah, yeah this college kid was there, he's like Santa because we're all partying and he's like, Hey, if there's a fire tonight and you guys are all hammered. What hap- what happens if there's a fire? And
2: said, the we're ready. Goes, no, he goes. We'll put that fucker out. <laughs> hey, when I when I was down there in Iowa, I was, uh, I, was I was you, you from with Springville, Iowa. Springville? Springville. Yeah. No, I don't do you, know, It's that? just east of Marion, and it's Never over. heard of it. But, okay. Well, who was saying they were by Mount Vernon? Yeah, my said grandparents. Said, yeah. Okay. Well, you probably drove oh. right by Springville. Probably. So I'm
4: I'm on I'm on. St- Go ahead, Spinner. No, I was, it was Marion. Just Sutliff Sutliff Bridge. Is that bar still there? I don't know if you guys know that one.
2: Marion. Uh, no, I don't. I don't.
4: No, it, it's it's south of Mount Vernon. But now, go ahead.
2: But uh, so, anyways, the the guy that uh, at our rookie academy in Cedar, Rap- Cedar Rapids, he was all he was on Marion Fire, so we combined our rookie academies. So when we got done rookie academy, he was the chief over at Springville. I moved over there, and, w- and I'm moving my boxes in, and all of a sudden he calls and says, "Hey, you're on the fire department. The meeting's tomorrow." And I'm like. Okay, Doug, you know, and that's how I got recruited to be on Springville. So I was working there at the, at the elevator as my part-time job, probably making four bucks an hour, you know, just something to do because that's what you do on your days off. And I was sure. smoke to see smoke rolling down the street. I go, well, oh, that kind of looks like a fire. And I get out of my, tr- I'm driving truck for him. Should so we I, do something about that? I get out of the truck, I walk up the street, and I, I go, there's a lady running out. She so go. hey, is there some on fire? She goes, yeah, the garage is on fire. Call the fire department. So I go back into the. I thing, am the fire department. And I go, <laughs> I, go uh, I go, call 911. Let's get, some, let's get some people here. Well, it's typical small town fire department, not so much Decora, but some of these departments, everybody leaves town to go work their jobs, and there's nobody there. So, right. so they, Pull out the tones, and I go over and I get my turnout gear. I put it on. I'm waiting for somebody to come drive the truck because it's an it's an old Ford from the '80s with a manual transmission, and it's it's not micro or what do you call it uh, sync, so that you have to like double clutch. You got to clutch out and you got to clutch back in. And I've (laughs) and I've never driven the thing. And so we're sitting there, nobody's coming, and nobody's coming, and the lady's screaming at me, and I said, all right. And finally this one kid comes running on and he's a high school kid, and it turns out he's an explorer. And I go, get your shit on and and get on the truck. So I, I hop up, and I fire the thing up. He drops up in the seat next to me, and I get the thing in first gear, and I go out the door, hang the corner, and I can't get it out of first gear now. And I finally get it up, but I can't get it going second. So I put it back in first, and that truck is like Rah! going up the street, <laughs> going, going to walking speed, like like three blocks. All right, and I, I, I I turn the corner and I, I tell the kid I go pull the five inch. Well, it's a small town department; the they only have five inch hose. It's all two and a half. So he looks at me funny, and and I yeah, pull I up
4: say, yeah, yeah. That's a,
2: I, I pull okay. up, I pull up and park, and thank God somebody came down that knew how to run. I said, you pump this. I don't know what they hell, It was a front mounted pump too up on the front bumper believe it or not
0: and uh so
2: we grabbed the hand line me and this kid we go in and fight the fire and and put it out and we cut a hole in the roof because that's what we, you know you always cut a roof in the house back in 1992 or whatever it was when when we were there and and uh yep. we get all done the chief comes up he shows up from drives in from town and he's like hey uh nice job putting the uh fire out um but technically, you're you're a rookie here, and you're not supposed to be going in in firefighting at all because you just started. And on top of that, that kid ran. He's our explorer. He's not even a firefighter. He's some kid from the high school that ran <laughs> down. And I backed him mm-hmm. all up, and we went and fought the fire and put it out. And to this day, I I went back down there visit and He's on the he's on the fire department to this day. That that nice. kid. Yeah. And by the way,
3: you burned the fucking tranny out of our truck. You.
2: That's what I
3: was waiting well, here is, is like, and you always.
1: Five grand to fix the training. It made, truck. It,
2: it made it there, but man, it was warmed up by the time I got there. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, sure,
4: yeah. Hey. Well, yeah, but it's like, what else? Are you, gonna, you can't sit there and wait. You don't know who's coming. I guess down here, especially in a volunteer, and depending on what time of day it is, like you said, if it's the middle of the day and everybody's working on a town, yeah. you don't know who's coming. Right. You, it, yeah, I've done the same thing. Oh, like,
2: I see we got Kelly getting on the on the line here. Uh oh, no. Oh oh well. Oh, I'm not supposed wait. to talk about that. All right, yeah. Hang on, here. Sorry, Spinner.
4: No, oh. no, this is good. Why is that sorry me? I was gonna drive up there, sure. but then yeah, we never got a time. Of I was, when it was yeah. To start. I hoping oh, yeah. you would. Ron
3: throws it together. What yeah. Was it last night? I'm like, oh, oh, get fuck. Sick, Boy, I got sick. I guess sick. I got sick of herding fucking cats. Is what happens he, it's like, I guess hey, I'm you
2: available. Know what, you know what he told hey, me? This was I your get cat a cat herd idea. Huh? <laughs> he told me last night. I'll send you an email
4: with what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> <laughs> night, email gonna talk about. A fucking Did, email. I didn't get no
1: email. I forgot I don't have email anymore.
4: at seven fifteen. I got a text at seven o three. No, I typed. I typed it at
1: four o'clock. I just didn't send it. That. Yeah, you fucker. Hey, <laughs> retirement's hard, so fuck all you guys.
2: Here, but- here. here. here.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Spinner, um, we have a guest that would like to ask you a wrestling question.
2: Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Hopefully the crotch is not
5: involved. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> if the crotch isn't
3: involved, you're doing it wrong.
4: Yeah. Great.
3: Right. So what was that move that almost threw me through the roof at the Haymarket?
4: Oh geez, you know oh, that one geez. New Jersey meat hook. The New Jersey meat hook. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm aroused. You know something? I, I take it back.
2: Wrestling is pretty cool because we don't have any nicknames. <laughs> we don't have any nicknames in hockey like that. No I'd love to go Bergie, New Jersey meat hook. No.
4: that outward.
1: Show him. I am not doing Chuck. That's not besides that. I would have to. I would have to like stand on a chair to lift him up even a little bit because his crotch is higher than my shoulder, <laughs> Big Daddy.
4: No, that, that's usually easier. So you don't have to bend down to get through the crotch. You can just stand and I, exactly. I'll show you. It's, it's, it's all on the hips. Hey, big, big Kelly, Daddy. Kelly
1: says she's pretty sure she went through the ceiling. Which the ceiling isn't all that high. Oh, anymore. the, hay market, yeah. oh, the hay
4: That's a low ceiling. I broke a ceiling fan in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Big Funny. Big Daddy.
3: I will. Uh, I will New Jersey meat hook you anytime you want, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, calling, I'm, calling, I'm calling. that out. Next time we're on the ice together I, I don't even know. What it
1: means. Uh, are you? Are you? No, you no, it, it, his, it, it, are you working Sunday that, night? Uh, it's happening it's Sunday, it's night. Sunday night. I will it's be there. <laughs> you, can't, you
4: can't. tell them it's coming. It's so, always better as a surprise. So you, oh, all right.
1: you <laughs> okay, might okay, want to cool. come. This might be your first hockey game. You might want to come to hockey this Sunday night because Kelly's. We're going to be bartending afterwards
2: I, I, I won't make it. Oh, you won't make it, it. Oh, Yeah. I got, I got chemo this 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 uh weekend, and Sundays is usually my bad day oh uh, yeah if you could <laughs> no, reschedule that i told them i'd be uh uh you just tell me where to be and if you're gonna save my life i'll be there yeah so absolutely that's, that's, that's all i that's how i look at it so
3: yeah i i, I hate to to change the gears but that's a perfect segue yeah. to a couple questions that i prepared i know ron was over here doing last minute homework you, but, took, uh, you told
4: I, you what the topics you're gonna be
3: I got that. He was over here like, "Fuck you guys! I got work to do." Yeah, like, I got. I, I
1: came prepared. We had we had cuts today. I had things to yeah, take care of. Right. Yeah, he's dealing with Bro- moms,
2: broken hearts.
1: Never, never. It's like it's the worst. It's like the
3: worst part of the hockey season. Yeah, go, I gotta believe
2: it. I would. I'd hate it. Yeah, I, I would absolutely.
3: It. It's no fun. Yeah. You know, kind of cutting into this, you know, and maybe you know, Spinner can kind of speak to some of it too. Or there's probably a different layer being volunteer uh, versus you know, like a full time gig like Chuck, but you know, it seemed like some of the articles I've read, you know, read, you know, kind of something near and dear to you maybe now is, you know, whether it be early detection or yeah. if you're a what younger, the fuck happened to you? if you're a younger firefighter, um, hey, this is a firefighter podcast. <laughs> yeah. you know? oh, we're supposed to tell about funny stories. That's <laughs> yeah. all
1: this serious <laughs> hey, shit. Well, you <laughs> all know, you switch All of a sudden, Dan Rather over here is fucking
3: asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> got- I'm trying to make it big. Hopefully somebody <laughs> listens to this shit other than spinner that would fucking help no, I don't us out
4: if, if, if i'm on there i don't listen but i'll listen to your questions but,
3: yeah <laughs> i'm actually not <laughs> listening i'm just waiting for my chance to talk
4: well be, okay, be, let's hear this let's hear this question no, basically, I, yeah, basically
2: anything with anything that's uh Health related, we have a tendency to push it off. Sure. Oh, it's a little heartburn. It's a little. uh, My back bothers me a little bit, and and what I, you know, you read on any of the cancers, it is is a lot of times by the time you start having symptoms, it's too late. Sure. And
4: well, uh, and most of the guys that are going to be firefighters too, like they're not usually the most cautious and like do everything the most careful way. It's like it's it's not that type of guy, especially in the volunteer department down here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'll "I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's our, it's a, it's like the wrestlers, the hockey players, like the farm boys, that yep. type of thing. It's, it's not the analysts and it's the uh, you know the guys that think everything through. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I know
3: there's a lot of precautions and stuff. You'd kind of alluded to some of them, but like, is there something? Um, you know, question for both you guys is is there something you say or you do or you know maybe have a conversation with with maybe a younger firefighter, you know, fresh out of academy, you know, somebody who's just signing up.
2: Well, you know, in a, a lot of the young guys out there, you know, they're very proud. When's the last time you've been to the hospital? Maybe you have. But a lot of guys, "Oh, I haven't been to the hospital. I haven't been to a, see my I haven't been into the emergency room nothing Guilty in 10 years." You know, I, I don't need I don't I hardly why would I need insurance? I'm not going to have I don't need I I don't I'm fucking healthy. Hap- I'm healthy. Nothing's yeah. going to happen. But the the reality is 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 the earlier you act on things, the better chance you have of them tackling them when they're a small issue and having a relationship with a doctor that can, you know, do a PSA test, you know, look for colon cancer, you know, things that are real common. You know, in, in my case, I was having heartburn back in, you know, back in my 30s, and they just gave me some Prilosec and sent me on my way, but I had a hiatal hernia and I had acid reflux that caused a scarring of the esophagus, which turned into esophageal cancer. You know, and I wish we would have looked a little closer. Maybe I should have had something done earlier than, you know. So, really, early detection is the key. There's a lot of testing coming. I know Mayo's got a blood test that's supposed to be out here in in a – Probably within a year that tests for like twelve different cancers that they can detect wow. right out of your blood, and and those are the things I would recommend. And the the problem is is you want those things, but you go to your insurance company, they don't want to pay for them.
3: Yeah, that's a whole other ball yeah. Because
2: uh, you know, are you having any symptoms? No, I just want to check. Well, we're not going to pay for it if it's not not causing you symptoms. So yeah. it depends how your doctor you know packages that up to the insurance company. But we ran into that uh, some of our firefighters, Firefighters were concerned about cancer. They wanted these tests, and we quickly found out that a lot of these things aren't, aren't covered under our insurance policy. And, and to the city of Rochester's, I would say, uh, um, you know, they're very health-oriented and being progressive. They actually changed the rules on their insurance so that we could get some of these tests. Not all of them, but we got at least some of them in, in added to it. So but uh yeah early detection that's what i tell have a relationship <laughs> with your with your doctor go you know use your your uh, benefit of getting a checkup every you know every year and uh and if it may seem like nothing i mean you can't go have a ct scan every year sure they're not going to pay for that no. but uh there, there are a in
3: the they fucking should <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> that came
1: through nicely yeah. Then, boy. Well, yeah <laughs> i heard yeah. that
3: yeah. yeah yeah no it's just Mike's soft but he he's just got the Voice that carries. Boy, I don't yeah. know if we turn his mic on. I think that opens a whole yeah. new. Uh, yeah.
1: It'll uh, <laughs> be it'll be another day. I think, I think well, we've. I'm we've, in my 50s. Yeah,
3: go ahead. You're on now. Yeah.
5: Well, Wait. I'm in my 50s. It happens. Sure. I mean, yeah. sometimes you got
3: you, you to go get the finger in the butt. That's kind of the thing, right? At least
5: every year, every other yep. year. Poop in a little thing, and they send it in and tell you if you got it. You oh, know, there you go. you know, I've,
3: f- I've taken it a step farther than that. I've Uh-oh. had a... Yeah,
5: I know you have. <laughs> Wait a minute.
3: Did you light it on fire and set it on Chuck's doorstep? Oh, I never thought... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> was it?
3: I thought, special delivery.
2: <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I sat there
5: and had shy bladder. I never had a shy bladder until you put one of those little things below your butt. You're sitting on the toilet, and it's like, <laughs> I really got to poop in this thing, but... I really can't. It's just—it's so degrading. It, it, I know it's like
3: a hat. I know, You're shitting like, into it's like, like a hat on a
5: little a little kid's toilet that sits on the ground. That's all I could think of. And, and I don't like, know.
2: Oh I've never God. seen I've never seen my asshole before, so I don't know where my aim is actually. Yeah. I, I, know that too. I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs>
5: they're like put it here, and you know, just kind of yeah. wiggle around. I think I'm in the right <laughs> spot. I mean, what happens if
3: what happens if you could shit through a screen door?
5: They I mean, don't want that. Yeah, you, you put you it in, like, a tube? I got to say they my... They want st- a solid thing. Listen to this, my stepdaughter.
1: It's a test tube with a little scoop at the end of it. And yeah,
5: and you
2: <laughs> got
1: to go. do
5: homework. <laughs> you got to do homework. You guys all laugh. You got to... That little that little piece of poop, you got to do Actually, some homework and then do I, some stuff. Oh God, I
1: only like, know that because I had to do it for Hank the other day because he's a senior dog and I had to, like, I literally had to chase him around with a fucking tray. Yeah, been there. He catches pee and then, yeah. So you do, yep. How's it work with the doxy?
3: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> fucking two and a half inch well, leg. Listen, like. that's my, my, uh, my stepdaughter
2: just got a new job working up at Rebiotics and they're making a pill form of. A uh, medication for C diff. It's very cutting edge. Okay, uh, and, and if you know C diff, if you get that, they got to actually kill everything. You're what the bi- fuck is buying. C diff? Oh,
1: um, well, you've been doing all the reading. How do you not know? Yeah, I've just been reading well, up on
2: with our the, it, Guest it, of like fucking a,
3: honor, you prick.
2: It's like an infection of the bowel or whatever. But they got to kill everything off in you, okay. and to get your bowel up and working, they have to do. They used to have to do a poop transplant.
5: What? Oh, You'd I, think have, I heard about that. They'd have to get a
2: donor, okay. Well, they're you got com- a shit for me. No, they well,
5: shove the shit up in. Yeah, you. Oh, yeah. Fuck.
2: Well, they got it. They got a pill form that you can swallow now, so they don't have to do that anymore, and it's cleaner. But my my stepdaughter has got the job there. She's intake. So you know, like there's blood donors, there's semen donors, there's actually poop donors. All right. Oh my god! And they get paid for this. I, I mean, I that. could
1: donate so much. I'd be so good at that. I
2: know. And she goes, "Yeah, we got one guy. He he donates three times a day, and it's got to be a certain amount." <laughs>
4: this guy yeah. then, well, 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 then no welcome guy. to poop I, talk. I have nothing to contribute I'm sorry. I know. this guy I'm, needs <laughs> to we need
3: to get this guy in the pot well who the <laughs> fucking poop donor? oh yeah okay
4: I, yeah. Well, tell your daughter she's <laughs> gonna hook I us heard up heard with a poop I bed.
2: don't think that's gonna happen she <laughs> come is come on you know but uh but anyways
1: I she, she
2: back it back comes into a hat. sample she's got a qC it but it's all under a hood in the whole bit but uh plays a poop yeah
3: yeah, so there there, there's
2: plenty up. of jokes that go with it. Go that I, can't I bet there is. I can
3: imagine oh, But my
4: mom. Can I bring C-D. this back to the original question and take it off the shit topic?
5: Oh sure, <laughs> yeah, let's do this. this is right. My ADD, I just well, get distracted. <laughs> is,
4: like the young firefighters, what do you do? I and mean, like I think it, it went health wise, but it also went to like anything that we do down here. The best thing to do is share your actual experience. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. There, you, you can watch videos and read books and tell them until you tell them a story about. This one time you're driving a truck too fast or the one time, um, you know, I've been in houses where I wasn't looking for the right things. And like, you might not see a body cause you don't know what it looks like when it's burnt and things like that. You got to just be, absolutely, yeah. you got to talk about your experiences. And I think that's what sticks with yeah. young firefighters the most. So, yeah, well, well, well that's I think,
2: what I learned. That's what I learned. Like search and rescue. It's all, it's a, most of the time it's blind luck.
3: Well, and I think, you know, I mean, I think that goes a long way, right? Cause it's, you know, there's more, there's more to it than, obviously the 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 job and you know the yeah. occupational hazard but i think you know there's there's a lot to it. you know sharing those stories with with i mean even just the you know the regular folk i mean it's there's a lot of people out there that i don't think you know like myself that don't necessarily grasp the occupational hazard that you yeah. guys go through every day and it's mm-hmm. and it's not even if you're from what i understand you know from reading some of the you know Chuck's, fantastic articles if you haven't read them <laughs> yet but uh you know just you know even the you know simple as washing the helmet or the turnout gear you know there's yeah. there's a lot lot to be said there but yeah that's that's crazy but yeah sharing those experiences man it's been it's been fun to listen so. yeah I, I mean I great our cleaning
2: our turnout gear back in Cedar Rapids was taking it out and you'd spray off each other with a garden hose while you wore it, what? and then you'd hang it up, hopefully it'd dry by the time you had the So next many call. sick
1: things just went through my head right oh there when boy. you said that.
2: Oh,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> all right, Big Daddy, oh, geez, you're dude. up. Oh, my God. Spinner just said, <laughs> I'll be there in 20 minutes. And
0: so. back, back,
2: in the day, back in the day, you know, and I know the, the volunteers don't do this, but we had dorm rooms down there. Where we all... We, Everybody, we had like three companies out of this stage. So you had like 15 people down there and you'd sleep out of one dorm room and shit. They'd be sitting there. You'd, you'd wait, you'd go to bed and there'd be all sorts of practical jokes going on. And, and, uh, that's where I learned that the, the, the double cross was the, uh, was the big, the that's the, that's the, that's the, pinnacle of practical jokes we had a captain who was actually the chief of the department he wanted to play being on a practical joke so they said all right we'll get the we'll do the water trick on the rookie and what you do is you go up in the overhead and you put a cup of water up in there above their bed so when they go to bed you'd be over in your bed you'd pull a string and the cup of water dump on the rookie and everybody giggle or whatever so mark went in you. there and they set it up on the rookie and then they all went went out and they're waiting for bedtime well they went back in and changed it over so it's right over mark's bed Okay. Oh boy. So he got up there and they're they're all in there the rookie comes in they're all giggling and also Mark pulls a string and it dumps on himself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you good you
2: fucker? You fuckers.
4: <laughs> That's all you can hear. Yeah, so Our station is connected to uh City Hall. Oh yeah. Yeah, so yeah, anything that happens down there it's you got be on, people,
3: you got to right? be on good yeah. behavior.
4: Yeah, well, um, yeah, or city, you know, mayor's office, all that stuff's down there. So,
2: God,
4: I saw cool. someone. I saw someone down
2: down here. One day we were sitting at the station, and uh, we had all these rental houses across. and This dump truck comes driving up with all this stuff. Looks like they're going to the dump. Well, they were moving into the rental house, and the guy backs up to the front yard, dumps all his belongings out, dips it up, <laughs> and it slides right out. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Jesus. And yeah. said, "Say after I left, that same guy." Um, his house caught fire, and by the time the alarm came in, when they woke up, it was right across the street from the dorm. The whole dorm was orange. Wow! And it, it killed him. And uh, and the guy oh, looked. Shit. And the funny thing, he looked just like Hulk Hogan. So that's what we he call. Hey, look at Hulk Hogan's out there. He had the long hair and the holder. <laughs> hey, <the, brother>. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he ended up getting killed in a structure right next to the right next to the station.
3: How many years did you
2: firefight? Almost thirty. Well, it actually, it's thirty-one. I was with Minnetonka for nine months in nineteen ninety. Any re-
3: that, any regrets?
2: No. No, I I do it again. You know, being a hockey player, uh team sports and I think spinner can kind of know it. it's kind of it's kind of uh I like working with a group of people to make something happen. And that, sure. that's what hockey's all about. You know, there's five of us out there trying to score a goal and you're all working and and supporting each other and that's what that's all firefighting is. Five. Wait, what?
1: Yeah, I don't count. I'm obviously <laughs> not in that. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. I,
2: oh, hey, keep in mind, when I had my heart surgery, they told me, you might not want to skate out anymore. You might want to take up goalie. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Believe yeah. that shit.
3: Hey, you want to get drilled in the face and warm-ups? Yeah, well, All right. and
1: it's like uh, when Ainsley Smith did a, uh, a uh, they were doing a study on heart, and blood pressure and stuff, and. And uh, when they, they they compared goaltenders to a jet pilot landing on a uh,
2: carrier, on a carrier.
1: carrier, yeah, and it's That's like, yeah, fuck? let's 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 put Chuck under that stress now, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> nice shit.
2: Well, I don't know if you know this, Spinner, are you guys? Uh, in my last probably ten years, it has been tough. I had I had over probably a year and a half off, you know, spread out over those ten years. That I had open heart surgery to correct uh, heart disease. And I came back to work after that, and then my knee was, my left knee was shot, so I had knee replacement. Some departments, you have a knee replacement, you're done. Male's like, well, how's, your new knee is going to be 10 times better than your old knee. What are you doing right now? I said, well, I'm firefighting. Well, you go back and firefight. That's, that was Mayo. So nice. I I, I kind of joked they keep replacing parts in me just to keep me keep oh, yeah. me working. And <laughs> no. uh, the yeah. cancer was uh, a little bit much. In fact, they were talking about pulling my esophagus. They said, yeah, six months, you can go back to work. So I was going to try to pull it off again.
3: Holy shit.
2: You know, so, but, Can't uh, keep you down. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, you know, I think back. To, I think back in my career, all the damn the damn stories. You know, uh, the the guy that uh, we. I don't know if you heard anything like this down there in Decorah, but we get a call for an unconscious guy acro- right across the street from Station Four, so we. Get in the truck and we flip the lights on. We drive across the street, basically (laughs) to the apartment house. I get out of the truck and and I go down to the apartment. It's the lower apartment, and here's this guy sprawled out on the floor. Looks like he's sleeping, uh, you know, sleeping with his head on head on the floor, and and these two kids are riding him like a like a horse. They're jumping up and down on him, and I'm like, "They're like, yeah, we can't get Uncle Billy to wake up." And I said, "Well, hey kids, get off. Let me check Uncle Billy." And I go and I check pulse. <laughs> hey, this guy, there's no pulse. Oh, so I, I should I roll him over and uh, rip open his shirt? And because uh, we're getting ready to start CPR, well, he's already pooled out. You know, oh, and fuck. and you know what pooling is 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 when you die, the the blood actually settles in you, yep. and at the lower spot, you'll get. Uh, kind of like a blue tint in the in the body, so and that means you're you're, you're long done. gone. You're well, the cold. kids were, the kids are bouncing up and down playing on <laughs> Uncle oh, Billy, on. and he had been dead I don't know probably half the night. Jeez, <laughs> and, God. and so we we the ambulance comes the in, calls
5: CPR, yeah, calls
2: it, and uh, and we pack up our our shit and we go walking out. And I didn't expect it, but the ma, the the sister of the guy is out there, and she's and I kicked her out. I said, take the kids and go out and go out. Get outside. And she comes up to me, Hey, how's Uncle Billy? And I'm like, Shit.
4: Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, I'm
2: Sorry, but uh, Uncle Bi- Uncle Billy's
3: dead. He's D- fucking pulled he's out. He's
2: DED dead, you know? And, uh, DED?
3: <laughs> and it wouldn't surprise me that's exactly what he said. I didn't too. throw that in.
2: I didn't throw that one in, but I said, hey, Uncle Billy's uh, dead. And, know. and she's like, What? And I go, You need to pull it together right now. You got two kids you need to take care of. But my kids I, weren't
5: playing with it. it I go, so Yeah. I
2: go, I go, just pull it together and uh, get the kids someplace, their parents or something. But you need to you need to take care of your kids right now. And yeah. oh, okay. And, and yeah. I don't want to try you but, but,
4: too? What's I guess training is. Are you guys the medics as well? Yep. I mean, do they well, we're,
2: we're we're EMTs. We're not paramedics, so we're, we're supporting. We're basically, we're the we're the muscle for uh, for the paramedics. So we'll we'll do the compressions and, and run the airway while they push drugs and and hook, hook up the monitors and yep. evaluate. So lift so, assist. So,
1: so in Rochester, when you when you trip and skin your knee, you get two fire trucks and an ambulance to take care of you. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. 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 So if anybody wants
3: want. to if anybody wants to ride Uncle Billy a little more before we bang <laughs> oh him up, God, right. <laughs> I could, I could, I could. Believe it. <laughs> Jump a little harder, kids. <laughs> so that's
4: one thing that's different right here is like if, if I get – if you get a page and say it's like across the street from my house or, you know, it's not really close to me or it's on the way to the fire station, I'm not going to pass the place. Yeah, you just right. go right there, I'll, right? I'll, go, I'll I'll call – I'll say, you know, throw my shit in the truck and then, you know, I'll tell them like, you know, come to the south end of the building. It's here or whatever. So we can do that. Right. So it's like – we're kind of spread out a little bit more. We don't have – we don't all have to start from a central location. So. Yeah. Well, and that
3: probably helps response times a little bit. You can get somebody there.
4: So do you do medicals down there, Spinner? Uh, we're first responder. We don't do medical. No, we don't. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah
2: and that's what I've been doing. When I got to Cedar Rapids, I wanted to be a firefighter. And they uh, and they, they come in and say, congratulations, you're going to be a firefighter. You've got to get through this firefighting curriculum. That we'll do that in the morning. In the afternoon, you're doing EMT. We didn't tell you this, but you're going to be EMTs. Uh, emt what the hell is that i was just fresh out of the navy well i guess right, we're gonna they, be-
4: they don't want to send two oh. truck data well <laughs> yeah, maybe that's- you know, when cedar happens they did that they're like why are we gonna send an ambulance and a fire truck we'll just send one and have everybody on one so you're on the call at the same time they're trying to cut the budgets well
1: isn't, that what- isn't isn't that why the the um the uh guy with the long hair the um the guy that came up here to be a firefighter isn't that why he wasn't yet because he's not an EMT yet, so he right. he he has to go up to the cities that was the only place he could get a job right without being an EMT.
2: Right, you got it. here. You it's a re- it's a requirement for you to have it, but uh, so yeah, I had to I had to be uh, become an EMT in my in my uh, rookie academy down down in Cedar Rapids. So, I mean, we were going we'd respond to heart attacks. I mean. Old Country Buffet in Cedar Rapids. I call it the old dying center because every time we'd go there, I mean, it was some old guy keeling over at the buffet, and we'd be doing CPR while everybody's having their dessert. You know, yeah, they be shoveling it in. Why well,
4: you Say that I was at Old Country Buffet one time when yeah, we had the fire
2: truck. <laughs> 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 yep, you know what exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I you watched know exactly what we talking about.
3: I watched like a seventy year old guy, retired firefighter, give a dude a give the dude the Heimlich at Old Country Buffet one time. And oh no. I- Sitting there, like sampling shit right off the bar, and he's choking on it. And this guy comes up, hammers him the fucking heimlich, like saves the guy. Yep. And everybody's like, Oh, you're a hero. And he's like, Oh, I fucking used to do this shit, you know? I'm a tired firefighter.
2: And and, you know, all the medicals, I mean, I've been on, I've been on guys that have been hit on the freeway, you know, and, and, but the the ones that stand out are the, the stupid little ones, like, like a little girl that was choking on a quarter and, and we come wheeling up and she's sitting outside and, and you know what you're looking for when you, when you get off the truck, you're hoping to God the kid's crying. Because if they're crying, they're, they're breathing. They're breathing. Everything's fine. So I get off the truck and I look up there, and she's bawling right next to her mom on the front stoop, and the mom's like, "Yeah, she had a quarter in her mouth and it, and she swallowed it, and it got caught in the airway for a brief second. Then all of a sudden, boom, it went. It, she swallowed it." Yep. And I go, oh, that, that's good. And I go, don't worry about it. I go, she'll she'll pass it. She'll poop S- she'll poop it right out.
3: Speaking of stool samples, yeah, comes back. to what is
2: everything? I like this group. It always comes back to poop. Oh, you guys are not done. My story. The best part was is I tell she'll poop it out. Don't worry about it. And I look at the little girl and I go, and that's why you don't put money in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have heard her howl after that one. Oh. She didn't like that at all. But uh, And then another guy I went to, you know, I just stand out in my head, it, it, he burned his hand cleaning his oven. He got oven cleaner on it. So we come wheeling up there, and he's standing out, and he's screaming, my hand, my hand, it, it, I got that shit on it it's burning help me and i go come with me sir i take him into the bathroom i push the plug down in the sink i fill it up with water and i look at him, are you ready and he's like what and i stick his hand in the water and i go is there anything else i could do for you the guy looks at me and goes i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great oh, fuck.
4: you guys have uh you guys have brass fires up there at all oh do we, do you we ever call- yeah. This year okay. we did. Bra- yeah. What grass, grass fires? Oh, grass fires! Oh, yeah. oh, what were
2: you
1: thinking?
4: He well, said brass I mean, fires. Little, it's like, like big thing brass fires, here, yeah. Yeah. Because we're mostly we have we have our city trucks and we have rural trucks and we sure. do both. We do city and county. So um, I mean, depending on the season, sometimes the grass fires are some of the biggest planning and you know like the whole parking parking to burnt stuff. Don't park into fuel. Yep. You know, don't park. <laughs> don't park, into, don't park there's a lot of guys that get that wrong, yep. and there's a lot of trucks that've been burnt for that reason. Jesus. I know, and there's the big to me spinner.
2: Don't get me wrong, but that's the biggest non incident that we have that we respond to. We throw a lot of equipment to. We had a big fire up behind Walmart South. I don't know if you guys remember that the yep. old swamp caught oh, fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, there the were swamp
1: panic. caught yeah, fire. They yeah. were
2: panicking. <laughs> they were sending sending people out into it, and, uh, and of course they. I think they burned up an ORV out there from Stuartville or something, and and uh, of course not being in the right spot, being in the unburned. Trying to pr- trying to stop the fire as it was progressing towards you, which is impossible. You know what I'm You were talking about that it. It's impossible to do. So, anyways, the, the it's coming to the neighborhood by over by Elcotts, and it's like a wall of fire probably eight feet high coming across the cattails, and uh, and everybody's screaming, pull lines down, and, and everybody's got these nice green grass mowed right down to the edge of the swamp. You know, it's just everything's everything looks nice. There's a couple little sheds there, and, you know, watch the sheds, but they had lines all laid out. We're going to protect these houses, and that fire came in and they tried throwing some water in and it didn't it just laughed at it and as soon as it came up to where everybody had their lawns mowed guess what happened <laughs> out the fire went out <laughs> <laughs> and then it, really we didn't have to do anything at all and and these <laughs> fires if you if, you know a lot of these grass fires you look at them they're bordered by something by roads you know use those yeah. natural borders to, to maybe do not it. down
3: in iowa Iowa may be a
4: little no, bit no. bigger. That whole fucking There's state no, well, we've, we've had it jump the road. It depends on how you know fast. Oh, it absolutely. Oh, sure. Yeah, you got so to try to fight that. Just, but if you start looking at everything it's like what's what's fuel and what's already spent fuel, and it's yeah. like grasses fuel, dry grasses fuel, corn is fuel, depending on you know how wet it is or whatever. So yeah. the wind's always a big factor. But
2: I was uh, I was a new firefighter on Engine Two down at Cedar Rapids, and I, I, the calls were slow. It was like the slowest station in town. All right. It was brutal when I got out there. But uh, So all of a sudden we get a call out by the airport that there's a cornfield on fire. And I'm like, sweet, I get to fight some fire finally. And uh, we pull down the highway. We get to where the fire is at. We get off, and I'm looking for the captain to tell me to pull the line. And all of a sudden up over the hill, here comes this big John Deere tractor with a disc.
5: And oh, he gets right out in front of the it.
2: fire, and he drops that disc, and just makes a big turns everything over, makes it dirt, and the fire goes out. Shuts the cat it goes, right yep, off. Yep. All right, we can go back to station
4: now. <laughs> like damn it, <laughs>
3: goddamn farmers.
4: Yeah, he's been here before. He's done it before. He's field caught fire before. If he knew how to oh. do that. Yep.
2: Well, that's a, and you probably running this down there. You get your shed fires down there or your barn fires. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you ever saved one, every farmer's pissed at you because <laughs> because they're burning. Their, you finally get rid of that damn old barn that was built yep. in the 1800s that you can't put anything. You can't put a tractor in because it's the roofs are so short. Yep. Or. They're not made yeah. for it. Or they're and like they're thinking dilapidated. New, they're like a new pole building, yep. and then you can yeah, wheel it are. in and save their barn. They're like, you Assholes. fuckers.
3: <laughs> he's, on the, he's on the phone with Flo from Progressive. Like, let's go. <laughs> and he, uh, so I was making fun of uh, Drew, your driver. We'll call him your driver yep. just for that. Um, like two, Well, last time I was at hockey, a month and a half ago, whatever it was. I was making fun of Drew because he's at is it Engine Three or uh, Station Three now? Yeah,
2: he's at he, he when I uh, I wanted to get out of Station One and yeah. I said I was going to go out to Station Three and I was hoping he wanted to come with me and he did and I, I think I, yep. I, I was I was really happy. Well, I was, I
3: was I was poking fun at him and yeah. I probably shouldn't, but uh, the lift assist. Oh, God. You know, it's like he called. He what he say? He's like, yeah, we're fucking station lift assist because you got that big retirement community. What is it? Right you know, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff
2: Bluster. He's he's the real deal. He's the fire. <laughs> but man, we get into any type of lift assist, and where if they fill their pants up, or, yep. or and they haven't gone to the bathroom. I remember we went to one. This poor guy was basically eaten out of the mail. So he and his bathroom wasn't working, and and these people they're they're around town here. Yeah, sure. So he was in his recliner. He just go to the bathroom right in his recliner, sit in it, and and eat from Pepperidge Farms when when the mailman delivered. And and you can imagine the smell of this place. So Jeff and I we go walking up to check on this place. The door opens up, and Jeff goes, "Oh, sorry, Chuck, I'm out of here."
3: <laughs> yeah, he, he was explicitly explaining to me. Yeah, he was like, I, I can't, can't do that. He's like, All I do is and, drive the truck to that. Fucking and we place. could
1: not get Jeff to come here, but Jeff tells the greatest stories ever. Oh, I God, mean, yeah. his, when you two get to talking, and that's all I was going to say. I'm just going to hit the button and walk away because when, those, when Chuck and Drew get talking, it's freaking the, the best stories ever and the best oh, yeah. day ever. I always get animated him too. I, like oh a, yeah,
3: <laughs> we were talking at hockey on the bench. I I wore white that one week, and he's sitting <laughs> next to me, and I'm just I'm just getting him going, you know, and I'm like. Yeah, how many how many asses did you wipe today? And he goes, Fuck that. I didn't even get out of the truck today. <laughs> oh, that when COVID hit, that was that was his dream. Oh, Because the, yeah. the drivers
2: we gotta limit exposure. Oh. And plus he want, we had to keep somebody at the truck to make sure nobody stole all our stuff. So he <laughs> had to stay
3: with the truck. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> good luck. Good luck, Chuck. <laughs> That's what he was like, oh, well, Nope, I sit right in the truck.
1: Shit, we didn't tell yeah, not all cool We down, didn't tell though. your COVID story coming out here, did we? COVID story. When you came out here because of the, to get the roller dog machine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, how
4: long is this show? How long is this show supposed to be? <laughs> I don't know. We're oh, at shit. 120 we right now. That. We're
1: going 10 more minutes and we're fucking done, oh, right? Yeah. And and Greg's going to look at this and go, what the shit? Spinner,
3: <laughs> know, yeah. Spinner you just tell us to fuck off <laughs> yeah. whenever. Yeah, right? you can, no,
4: hey, I Spinner. Come, I'll, I'll come up for part two. <laughs> okay. yeah, we should, oh, there We, go. we, we, go. we just scratched the surface. They got a table in the back.
3: Yeah, we should.
2: Well, we need we need Jeff to do his basketball impression. Oh yeah, oh, so we have, have Jeff
1: to do. Yeah, because because I, I could he couldn't, wouldn't come here and do it. Although when we asked him to do it, he said yes, he would. Oh, by the way, the only one I have to take place of that right now is this one
4: last call for 66 cent beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spinner if you are going to come up. We got to find one of those. <laughs> oh my god. Hey yeah, did you tell Kelly she's got to match that 63 clubs that you have 63 cent beers? Oh yeah. She can't. Spinner just said
1: that. Spinner just said that you have to match that with 63 cent beers at the 63 club. I'm in. She's in. She actually shows off, I'm in. Oh, did you hear that? Oh. If you show up, she's in.
4: There's <laughs> the call up. I'd be in
1: there in an hour. <laughs> he'll, be there, he'll be here in an hour. Oh, no, no. She's
4: not working. I bet I bet. Yeah. Mo,
5: uh, Mo, uh, Mo, Moger do a price we, match. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> price match guarantee. Moger, Really? <laughs> uh,
1: we're So, uh, uh, yes, you have to come up now when Kelly's working because she said, yes, she will match those prices.
5: Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: Uh, I can hear you, Moger firing her right now. <laughs> <laughs> So,
2: our t- we made you three dollars <laughs> and 26 cents last night. What
3: the hell? That's the best three dollars and 65 cents.
2: <laughs> we did, <laughs>
1: we did post that. We posted our the, the best thing we all did when we after it was done. We all said, Yes, we want our own tabs because we just want that.
2: Yep
3: we all took pictures well, the worst yeah. part
2: about it Alcott and I we show up at the rink we didn't get the word that the rink was shut down so Mike goes oh let's go down to So and, and they got five six dollar beers down there so we go down there and have six dollar beers while you guys are having 66 cent beers
3: <laughs> nobody texts us or nothing where the hell is everybody yep. they're out having 66 cent
2: beers at High V. I
3: Jesus I think I spent I think I spent like Seven dollars?
1: No, did you? Mine was like mine was like three dollars yeah. and sixty-seven cents. That's crazy.
3: I, I, I should have called for a ride home.
1: Oh, <laughs> the, the word! No, the word, The dumbest thing we did is we. You gave me a ride here. Was it raining? It was raining like yeah. a motherfucker. So we came cow. out here and then polished pod- off another
2: 12 pack. And we did a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did a
1: podcast. I I can't believe we actually posted. It was that. It was that was horrible.
2: That's the one I listened to. Mary and I listened. Oh to. boy. <laughs>
1: I don't oh. even remember that that's
4: one. The, that's what the clunker you should? Okay, said,
1: yeah. so, and by the way, just so just so you and the two people that never listen to this piece of shit, um, <laughs> we, we're doing the clunker one. Uh, Greg is coming over from Milwaukee for Santa Rampage December 4th. Okay. So, yeah. So, December 4th. You better be here. Yeah, you better be here.
3: I have an elf costume.
1: That'll work. Okay. I, I bought, okay. I, I have new... Grinch hands. Oh shit!
2: Do you guys want to hear my Santa story? Yes. Last year, I I dressed up as Santa for my grandkids, so I got the whole suit on and the whole bed pillow under my stomach. And you know, why? We should say the
4: story. I I am not a fat man, so
2: I had to put a pillow under there. So I get into the house, and, of course, the 8-year-old's looking at me. You look like Grandpa. Oh, no, I'm not Grandpa. What are you talking about? So we, I hand out my little gifts and candy canes, and they go, they go, Santa, we made cookies for you. So they hand me a cookie, and I got that damn fake beard with all the you know that's <laughs> nylon, and I'm like, oh, yeah. They're looking at me like, well, eat the cookie. You're going to eat the like, cookie, asshole? Yeah, so I take a bite of the cookie, and I'm like, I think I'm clear. And I start chewing on it, and I start nope. swallowing. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not clear. And I swallow, <laughs> And I got, I bet you I got like six strands of that damn beard going right down my throat. So Santa's, Santa's there right there in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's got to go. <laughs> and I run outside. These
3: cookies are great, by
2: the way. I, I run around the corner, and I actually throw up. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> I pull it out, and you could feel that, that yeah, strand. Yeah. That strand was probably 18 inches long, and it was
5: all the way. You could feel it coming all the way back out of my throat. <laughs> like
3: Kevin's beard. Oh
1: my uh, god! I
5: needed (laughs) longer than that.
1: I needed I I needed a Halloween costume one time. I didn't have anything laying around, but I did have a Santa suit, and I had a set of antlers laying around. So I I took the antlers and cut them off and made them look like a Santa had run into a reindeer and it's like through my head (laughs) and blood and shit. (laughs) Oh my! (laughs) And then I don't remember why we had to go to the grocery store. It was late that at was night. I know. 60, yeah, 67. No, it 60 was Halloween. But it was, it was, yeah, and we got to the grocery store, and there's a bunch of little kids, and there's Santa with a reindeer eye, you know, and it's like, oh, this was a bad mood. Like, like, I'm literally running around the store trying to hide from little kids.
5: God, I remember oh, talking- I did that with Saint- oh, <laughs> <like> <laughs> Satan Claus once. I like Satan Claus. Oh, yeah. Like, white face, black eyes, blood. And I had, like, a. Sack full of dead Barbies. Oh my and god! Heads and shit. No, it was like babies, like baby heads oh, and parts and. Sh- oh yeah, I didn't think about it till I got booed out of a bar. Oh boy, nice,
2: <laughs> Kelly, I <think> Kelly, <laughs> Kelly. He's all yours, baby. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm absolutely mortified right now. Oh,
5: oh I was no. filling up the car with gas, and I see this kid, you know, just in the car. Yeah. He's like. I
3: could just see
1: a Mom. It's, uh, it's, what? <laughs> it's always a great idea when you're sitting at home yes. by yourself. You oh, know, it's like God, I can anyway. get the Santa Claus and make it look like a giant accent. This is
2: awesome.
5: You guys ever see that's Jer- kind of like a, I was drunk in the bar, but they threw me in public. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys ever see Jeremiah Johnson, the, the old movie with uh, yeah. Robert Redford, like
1: five million times? Yeah, five million times. Okay, yeah.
2: so he, he remember he goes up the uh, no. Tony, I'm Tony, say no. Tony, Tony went sleep one night. Okay, so we're down there. He's sitting on my lap, and he's just learned to talk or whatever, and he's learned about Santa. And all of a sudden, Jeremiah Johnson comes across a deer, pulls up his musket, and drops that deer, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And Liz is up there half asleep. My my first wife. And oh, I have a sudden, story. I have life a story number, about his first wife, and wife sudden, number one. All of yeah. a sudden, Tony turns to me and goes, "Why is Santa shooting the reindeer?" <laughs> <laughs> and I hear, "Shut that off!" <laughs>
1: Tony
3: was scarred. So, did
1: you life. ever? Did you ever? Were you playing hockey with us, or was it a Sunday when you couldn't get off the couch when Chuck was like, "When he was married to number one," and she goes, "If you stay home,
2: you can have anything
1: you oh, want." Oh my
3: god! <laughs> oh yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Go ahead,
1: Chuck. Keep going. I remember
2: <laughs> all right this was a good one so <laughs> ho- hockey starts at what eight o'clock or 8 30 okay yeah. so yeah because it
1: means so much to make the story different the, which
2: is fucking stupid the by first the way. wife is like i'm getting ready to go out and she's like hey, why don't you skip hockey tonight we'll have we'll have some sex a little something something a little something something i'm like well shit yeah okay so we can go up there. We go. And we make it happen. You know. You know. Chuck works his magic and all that. Also, I look at the clock. It's eight fifteen. I go. Oh shit! I can still make hockey. <laughs> <laughs> out I went. That only happened one time. So. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Sorry. I'll never do that to you, sweetie. Oh so. boy. <laughs> all right.
1: We're at an hour and a half. It's time to get out of here. Yeah, you know, we will know, do part two.
2: You know what I say when I'm leaving the 63? Right when I got to go, I need to go. Mary's ovulating. Oh, <laughs>
4: right,
1: here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. And I should have turned Sorry, this off Mary. just a couple minutes ago. <laughs> all right, we're out of here. You guys, quit talking.
0: No fun, guys.